0: Hello and good morning, good afternoon or good evening to you from Coach Mark Manila of ESL Business English Experts and of course Initial-Impact.com. Um, I'm here to try and spread as much light and happiness and joy and love and wealth to all of you wherever you're listening in the world. So today I'd like to have a chat with you about a fantastic guy who I've followed for quite some time now, uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, you may have heard of him, he is quite popular. And he is one of many, what I would say, groundbreaking people out there working in the field of neuroscience, quantum physics, field therapy, and a whole variety of other very interesting ways to enhance your mind to work for you. And he has a brilliant book. It's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And if you haven't read it, you can check that out online. There are copies you can have a quick flick through, as it were, before you decide to buy them. And if you're interested in looking at any Dr. Joe's um, books or his meditations, because he does meditations too, you can pop down in the links below and I have a link to my own bookstore where you can absolutely purchase that there. And the good thing to know about using my bookstore is that it is really helpful because it helps support independent bookstores. So they do receive a percentage of your sales. And of course, I receive a small percentage as well from anything that you buy through my link on my store. So it helps me continue providing free podcasts like this and my YouTube videos and my free courses for you all. So thank you in advance for any purchases you make. So let's talk about this book of Joe's. Now, its main premise is that the concept Um, is that the body is your subconscious mind, all right? And that people can change themselves by literally changing their thoughts. And I myself have personally experienced this, both positively and negatively. So we have to be careful what we think about, that is for sure, because it will turn up eventually in the body. But we can equally reverse that as well. That is the good news here. So in other words, all of our emotions and memories These are stored physically in our bodies Um, and it's sort of used in a way, if you think about it, it's sort of ingrained habits. Okay, it it kind of keeps your mind stuck sometimes. And if you've gone through trauma um, and of course, if you've had complex trauma, for example, then a lot of those memories are really stuck in your body. And this can eventually have an impact in, as we know, your mind leading to things such as complex post-traumatic stress disorder, OCD, anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, you know, a whole range of things, which I would now say, if we look at Dr. Joe's work in quantum physics, which of course is, is what I now do um, and using my coaching practice along with neuro-linguistic programming, I would just say that it affects the vibrational rate of our bodies. And of course, all of these conditions that turn up, whilst I'm no medical doctor, there is my disclaimer. And if you are suffering or dealing with any of these issues or know somebody who is, please consult a medical professional, all right? I just want to make that really clear because this is not medical advice or psychological advice. And if you really are having a problem at the moment, please reach out and seek help in your local area to either helplines um, or support lines, okay? So but I would say that from my personal experience and experiences with my other clients as well, that these vibrational rates can you know, go high or low up the frequency. So if we have a lot of these traumatic memories stored in our body, and if they are from early childhood as well that's a long way back for some adults and that can really cause problems later on with how your mind works but the good news is is that we can help to erase these patterns and in his book about breaking the habit of being yourself he makes a good point about how you can remake your mind okay and in order to erase the old bad learned patterns that you might have or these traumatic patterns In a way, um, you have to remake your mind first if you want your life to change. So many times clients will come to me for coaching and the quantum coaching, and again, if you'd like to check out and experience that for yourself, we we'll do a 30 minute pre-Zoom consultation. You can have a chat with me and let's see if we resonate together, whether we can work to help you unstick or deal with some of your challenges, or if you want to change your career or improve your English or make, uh, make more financial wealth for yourself through property investment, okay? These are all areas that I've got experience in. Um, and you can also download my free first part of my course uh, to be Bend Like Bamboo, that's his working title, and that will teach you a little bit more about quantum theory and how you can utilize this and the success I have seen with my students in their lives using it. So there's plenty of opportunities down there in the links for you to try that for you, okay? So when we look at it in the parts of his book Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, um, there are some parts that are a little bit questionable maybe. And then, of course, there are some points I thought were really interesting, okay? So I believe, I agree, that negative thoughts do create a negative reality, right? And so therefore, the mind must be made kind of new in a way, you know, to try and break free of this, okay? Um, Remaking the mind, okay, in the book. That's an interesting technique. I'd be interested for you to message me and see what you think about that. Read that chapter and see what you think. Um, from my point of view, though, there was a fantastic forward in the beginning of the book um, by a medical doctor, Daniel Amen. OK. Um, and he says this, that when your brain works right, you work right. And when your brain is troubled, you are much more likely to have trouble in your life. I think we can all agree with that. Okay. Now, as I've just said, trauma can hurt the brain. Okay. That is really important. And my, my personal experience of dealing personally with trauma on this, I can totally attest to that. All right. And when that happens to us, people around us in their lives who do not understand what's going on, and that's not their fault necessarily, but you know, it can be distressing because they would either perceive you as either being obstructive, perhaps being a problem yourself, maybe you're being traumatic to them, and it is so wrong in so many ways because you are totally misunderstood. I work with clients who, you know, their relationships have failed or they can't hold down a job because they are totally misunderstood. But This trauma is actually damaged. It has. If you look at the medical research on this, trauma can actually damage parts of the brain, okay? It can uh, damage the frontal executive lobe uh, where your planning is, and it can lead to quite um, trouble with with, uh, memory storage, um, taking short-term memories in terms of longer-term memories. Um, We have a whole host of things that can happen here from trauma, and it is proven it biologically changes structures in the brain, but equally so can negative thinking. Alright, and bad past programming, but on the flip side, and that's a good idiom if you're one of my English as a second language listeners, on the other hand, um, it can also be reversed. Depending on how long the trauma happened for, when it happened, how you know hardwired all of this is. I'm not saying it's possible to completely reverse it. But I do believe we can make small improvements from my personal experience and also from others that I have been working with. But here's the thing. You've got to be in a supportive, compassionate environment. If you are trying to improve or understand your trauma, but you are living in a not helpful environment or, as I've said, a not understandable, it's probably actually better to remove yourself from that environment and I know that is tricky and challenging and can lead to a whole host of other consequences but to be honest with you for your own sanity I would say and also those of the people with you it may be the better option but again I'm no medical doctor so it's up to everybody to get advice and make their own decisions now when we look um, at Dr Joe here, he grew up with an older brother who bullied him constantly okay and if you think about it, that created constant anxiety that followed him through his life until he worked through it later, later on in his life. So there are some interesting parallels with Doctor Joe's story that I can totally relate with. Um, and the hardware, the physical function of the brain, um, is not separate, okay, from the software. So. If you think about it, constant programming and reshaping that happens to your life is what we would call the software. The hardware is the physical functioning of the brain, and the two are connected. And many of us, you know, had trauma or scars. And so to try and deal with those is healing. But it can be challenging if you've got things like complex post-traumatic stress disorder, because trying to access and deal with those, it's not necessarily going to help you. It would actually create more scars and trauma. Um, and that isn't what Dr. Joe is saying. Um, he's very clear about this if you watch his videos. He's got loads on YouTube here. Um, and he, he is clear that we're not saying about going back to those traumas and talking through them, which is why, from a personal perspective, talk therapy does not help. Certainly, I've seen that happen many a time. It actually can make the problem worse and re-traumatize you. So it's, it's vital that you try to look at this and understand what he is saying. That when we talk about reshaping this, and the programming the software that's operating on our mind what we are talking about is just um, kind of letting go in a way and saying okay acknowledging that these things happen okay but not necessarily going back through it and reliving the trauma and revisiting the trauma okay so people can literally change their brains and lives if they go through the process of regular brain healthy habits right like checking your negative beliefs. As I said in a previous podcast the other day, your thoughts are like pebbles and use them wisely, like currency. If you throw that thought into your pond, what ripple are you going to create, okay? And if it's going to impact someone negatively or potentially be a bad thought about them, perhaps you don't throw that pebble because everything you throw comes back at you. It might not happen immediately and it might not happen in the next year, but at some point in another lifetime, it can quite literally ripple back to you, okay? So trying to either check these negative beliefs from happening or correcting them and saying, actually, you know what, do I believe that or am I just saying it automatically, okay? I had this happen the other day about somebody and I thought, no, actually, Mark, where is that coming from? And I just stopped myself I said, you know, stop. Stop saying that. Reword it. Try and look at them more compassionately, okay? Um, and when we when we think about it, um, a lot of us engage in very unhealthy habits. If we don't know how to deal with these sort of problems with our minds, we may be sleeping very little. Um, we might overeat, overdrink, exercise. There's a whole load of things, okay? But literally, when you try to tackle these things and realize that you can change your thoughts and literally then your body will start to change as well, that is remarkable shows how changeable your brain and how flexible it really can be okay so in the introduction of his book he said the greatest habit you can ever break is the habit of being yourself now okay i work with people on a daily basis (laughs) all right and i know for a fact that yeah that is a big thing because most people it's human will kind of resist changing things right because change is kind of, oh, we have to do things differently and you know, it makes us uncomfortable and we're kind of we used to routine, right? Because it helps us operate quite efficiently. When we change a routine, you know yourself, right? If you go away on holiday, if you're lucky enough, I don't think I've been on holiday for I don't know when. But anyway, if if you get away on holiday and when I get away on holiday, because that is a reality I'm creating, um, then, then we know, okay, everything's out of order, isn't it? You know, you can't find your keys and you can't, because you, you don't have the usual places where you put things like you do at home, right? So it takes you a couple of days until you get used to your hotel room, the way you've now put things to know, and then you start to speed up your process in the morning, right, okay. So this is just an automatic program, like that software, but most people will stop at changing things until it gets too uncomfortable for us to go on, right? Okay. And I can relate to that in the past. You know, I've stayed in situations for years longer than I should have done. I mean, seriously, it was ridiculous looking back at myself because that human being that I was back then is not the guy I am now. Because again, this is a very big concept to try and understand, but all we have is the present moment right now. Okay? So the past is gone. It doesn't exist. It, there's a record of the past in our minds, of course, in other people's minds. And they say, oh, I remember so-and-so. I used to go to school with them when they were, they were seven or whatever. But that was then. And this person is a completely new person now. OK, they've got things they also remember from them. But every day, every second that goes past, we are reinventing ourselves if we choose to. If we choose to. Or we can just keep playing the, the same program. So, you know, sometimes when you've got people who have really fallen out in the past, right you know yourself or maybe you hated your boss or something or you got divorced or whatever it is right maybe you you fell out with your parents and you're holding on to a past version of them that no longer exists more than likely okay i mean some people clearly are keeping the same habits but in general over time in particular people change situations change but our inability at times to let go, which is very human with some people, to keep casting that person as, oh, they're this horrible person, and, and make it even worse in our minds. Our imagination is really powerful. So, you know, if someone has done something bad to you, well, you remember that first, that's fine, okay? I understand that you do that. But then you embellish it further. And then you suddenly say, oh, and and they did this as well. And now I think it's because actually what they were trying to do is really harm me. And suddenly you're creating a totally false reality. That person never did half of that stuff. But now you've added that because it justifies and supports your feeling about them. So we have got to be really careful on those thoughts because then you are fixing and judging that person totally unfairly, totally unfairly. Now, okay, fair enough. If you want to check it out and you go and get back in touch with them just to see and they still behave and treat you appallingly, then, OK, the reality is this, that they still haven't changed and they aren't doing that. But unless you check it out, unless you're prepared to, again, engage with them with a different state of mind, because, you know, again, if you were to connect with them and then you had in your mind and they're going to treat me like rubbish and they're probably you know going to criticize me, then you will get that you will attract them to behave in that same way. So both parties have to go back into it if they really want to see, can we build, can we mend the friendship, can we mend the family feud, or whatever this is, with a totally different mind. It is no good if one or other of the parties or both parties is going in with the same mindset about the other that they had when they fell out, okay? So this is really important. So when we look at, when people come to me for coaching to improve their English or you know, um, parts of their life, change their career, uh, get out of really unhealthy habits, change their body, the first thing we look at is okay. Are you too comfortable? And is there a resistance to this? We have to look at why do you really want to do this? We have to pin your change of habit on what you're going to achieve because that is the human nature. If there's something big enough to reward you at the other side, then that is going to really help to us, okay? But the question is, why do all of us wait until things get too uncomfortable to change? Okay, we can learn and change in a state of pain and suffering. All right, that's a choice. Or we can evolve into a state of joy and inspiration. Okay, and to go with the last version, right? We just we just have to make up our minds that the change will probably entail a bit of discomfort some inconvenience as i you know with my students when i ask them to change how they're learning their english and what they're doing and how to you know speak at certain situations and break from a predictable routine and going into a period of not knowing people just have to get comfortable with that it's like okay it's okay that i don't know how i'm going to sound when i open my mouth if i try this new sentence structure it's okay if perhaps i don't um, quite make the right first impression with somebody in a meeting because you're trying something new and you just have to get really compassionate with yourself and allow yourself to do that. Um, children, when when they learn to walk, they don't say, I'm only going to stand up and walk when I know I can do it perfectly well. Because that's ridiculous. The only way that they work out how to stand up and then walk and crawl and then run around your house and terrorise you um, really well is from all of those falling downs hitting their head, working out their balance, their center of gravity. It's the same with us as animals. But we forget this. We've stopped playing with our lives like children and using our imaginations. And that's what I work on very much in my NLP and Quantum coaching program. Okay, If you want to experience that for yourself, you can check out the links down below. Pop over to initial-impact.com and you can read all about what I do Book yourself either a trial session with me or try that free course Okay, get the first part absolutely free. But I'm here to inspire you all to realize that you are so much greater than you know you are, the power of your mind. Okay, so it's about going through something quite different and unusual, perhaps a little bit uncomfortable, but the result will be amazing transformation. Now, if we look at the science of what makes you you and quantum, right? Now, physicists divided the world into matter and energy, right? But these early physicists, they kind of didn't understand this fully, that they're not separate, right? And the question is, can you use your mind to create your reality? Because your thoughts have consequences so great, right, that they actually do create your reality. Uh, If we look back at some philosophers in the past from Descartes, He came up with a duality vision of reality, okay? And he said that matter and energy are different. So he was looking at that and saying that, you know, the energy is not just an outside force exerted on material things, it's the fabric of material, okay? And Dr. Joe also states that it is responsive to the mind, okay? So it's just an interesting way of thinking. Now, Einstein's famous quotation and equation, okay, proved that matter and energy are the same. So completely different. And he was saying that the Newtonian or Cartesian view of the world is not accurate. That at the subatomic level, you know, most things are empty space. They're not solid. So like, look, everything you're looking at right now is a particle. Even what you think, like this desk that I've got my laptop on at the moment, it appears solid, but actually at the subatomic level, it is just a load of very densely packed particles and electrons operating and vibrating at a certain rate to give me this table that you could claim is an illusion. Okay. But it is there. Okay. We, we, we agree, I think, (laughs) that, that this exists. All right okay but it is all made up at subatomic level of these electrons and particles now the electron exists as a probability wave this is the fantastic thing when we talk about quantum coaching now so listen very carefully people so probability means something may or may not be it's probable it's likely but we don't know how much of it is likely to happen so it can appear and disappear as a solid particle in various locations okay so this they noticed a lot in their experiments and and dr joe's conclusion is that at the subatomic level energy responds to mindful attention so let me just repeat that at the subatomic level energy responds to mindful attention and it becomes matter So what he's saying is that life can be directed using the observer effect. What you observe changes. So if you watch your thoughts, they will change, okay, both positively and negatively. And you, yes, you there listening, can collapse the infinite waves of probability into the reality you choose just by deciding to pay mindful attention to what you really want to achieve. Okay, so we're not talking about magically, you know, suddenly clicking our fingers and stuff turns up by thinking about it. But we're saying you have to absolutely believe in it and focus your energy on that. And you will start to attract it to move towards you as you also take steps to move towards it. And then it starts to turn up in your life. But most people take the point of view that, okay, um, when I'm successful in my English, then I'll go and get that job interview and I'll get that brilliant job. No. No. No, 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 no. It doesn't work like that. You can't wait to get the perfect English to do that. You've got to just try it and go for it now and say to yourself, I am speaking great English. I already believe that is happening. It is a reality in my life that I am creating and every day I'm working closer and closer towards that perfection that I'm seeking. And I have to say, for all of you ESL listeners out there, perfection actually does not exist, even native speakers get it wrong, all right? So, <laughs> so, be compassionate to yourself. But you know what I'm saying, that what you want to sound like, that more fluent sound or, you know, the pronunciation to be clearer, or just expanded sentences and high-level vocab, it's absolutely happening for you right now. It's a reality that exists, if you look at quantum physics, Right out there, right now, somewhere in another parallel situation, you are speaking with more fluency. So bring it towards you. You can collapse with the power of your mind, the infinite ways of probability into the reality you choose to create here. And the subatomic particles are potentially everything and nothing until they're observed. All right. So until we judge something, in my opinion, I interpret this as meaning withhold your judgment. Because when I say to my students, I say, be kinder to yourself, stop being so down on yourself, so critical, so negative, because as soon as you do that, you are observing yourself in a negative way. You're saying, ah, I screwed up there. Oh, my English did not sound great. Oh, I can't believe I didn't launch my business as I said I was going to do on that day. Right. Okay. And you've just fixed yourself, congratulations. You've just reminded your subconscious that you're you're not going anywhere fast. And you've judged yourself and you are fixing that reality. So stop, okay? Catch yourself when you're making judgmental thoughts about yourself or even other people in your life and be more compassionate, please. Please, 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 please be more compassionate. And look at yourself and say about it in a kind of way, no, I am creating that reality. Okay, I'm still bringing it towards me, at least today I attempted to launch the business, right? And just keep going forward. But until you observe it, any state of possibility is possible for you. The same with other people. If you put thoughts out there saying, like I said earlier, about somebody you've fallen out with or years ago, that that person still exists in that state, you are fixing them in that state. They will still behave like that towards you more than likely. Okay, because you are fixing them. You are holding them there. You are holding them there in that in your life. And people might argue with me and say, Mark, somebody is really awful, they're toxic, they're hideous, they're abusive, they're this and that. I'm not saying we should accept that behavior from people, Okay, I'm saying, yeah, remove yourself from those situations, particularly if it's dangerous to your health and your mental health. But the point is this, is that we don't have to react. We can just let it go. And just say well that's their choice that's who they are but i refuse to engage my energy at their energy because otherwise you vibrate to their lower vibration and then get sucked into that nightmare so it's really important to just let it go okay and you will find that that reality just starts to disappear from you. this person well go okay wherever they're meant to be going next and hopefully they'll be finding their destiny in a nicer way okay so dr joe he claims that we are potentially connected to a sea of information in what he would call the dimension beyond space and time. Right now, there was a study um, in July, 20, yeah, two thousand, by Leonard. Uh, I think he was called Leonard Libovici from Israel. Now he did like a double-blind controlled trial of three thousand plus patients to test the power prayer. And it was amazing what he discovered, and it was totally randomized that patients with sepsis who were prayed for had a statistically significant earlier decrease in fever and shorter hospital stays. And another strange twist of this is the patients prayed for, okay, were from 1990 to 1996, and that was four to 10 years before the experiment, okay. So what we're saying here is that something happened. Now, whether we are religious or not isn't really important in this conversation. It's just the power of thought, because I would say prayer, particularly if you get groups of people praying, um, there again in quantum physics is and the universal laws here, that a collective consciousness, when you come together in a force of two or more, is a greater power than one alone, although one alone is still good, okay? So we may also know this is like a tipping point, um, and when when society gets to a certain point with the threshold of a number of people doing a certain action, it's become so, okay? So quantum law says that all potentials exist simultaneously, all right? And Dr. Joe's conclusion is that our intentions and thoughts, feelings, and prayers affect the past, the present, and the future, okay? So your thoughts and feelings produce these results. Thoughts are like electricity, and if we look at people like biologists who deal with cell um, structures like Glenn Rhine, he um, tested healers um, affecting biological systems. If you look at the heart math system, that's an interesting one to Google, and he found that DNA samples could be changed when subjects had heightened emotions and clear objectives. So not just clear objectives alone, you had to have the heightened emotion. And I can agree with that too, because what I've noticed personally, if we have a heightened emotion and a clear objective, change happens. So this is really important. We have to have the emotion with the objective. So this is why when people come to me for coaching and they've been trying all these like power positive thinking and and that isn't what I'm talking about here. That's something slightly different. And what I'm talking about is quantum coaching. NLP quantum coaching and the way that we engage our emotions, mind and body with the objectives, that's what makes things change. That is how you create the reality you want. Without the emotional state at the right level and the clear objective, it will be probably impossible for you to see that reality turn up or it will happen very slowly. Okay, so when we talk about it, people say, I just sit there and I think about how I want to be a millionaire and I, I wish it every day, but it's not happening. And it's like... How earnestly are you feeling it? What is the height of emotion behind it? When we charge an emotion to that, and that's what I specialize in, in my coaching, in my programs, and my one-to-one advanced coaching, is getting you to engage with your emotions and the clear objectives. And I show you how to do that in my courses and one-to-one and in my group coaching, to shift that, to shift your reality, to bend to bend your thoughts and bend your reality. Hence my my name of my, my course is, Bend Like Bamboo, okay? Now, if you think about what we just said there, it's important for you to just stop and consider that. What emotions are you putting out right now into your life? Because if you are putting out a negative emotion about something you're trying to achieve, for example, You really want to get that job overseas okay or perhaps you want to increase your wealth or launch your business so you've got that objective but your emotion is oh but this is overwhelming i'm never going to do this other people have this happen i'm not so lucky okay you are effectively like trying to drive a car with your foot on the gas but at the same time your other foot on the brake and we all know what happens when you try to do that you don't go anywhere fast okay so all I'd like you to think about, I'm going to pause this episode here now, okay, and I'm going to carry on in another podcast at another point in time about what else Dr. Joe says in this amazing book, okay, but I'd just like you to think today about what am I actually doing? What emotions am I connecting to the objectives I'm trying to achieve, okay? If your emotion you're putting out is not high enough or you have very negative thoughts you're throwing out, of there, as I said earlier, like dropping these these pebbles into a pond, sending out these ripples of negativity or criticism of yourself or judgment of another. Stop. Find yourself, when you do it, check yourself and say, actually, can I change that thought? Can I I make it better, more compassionate, positive? And you know, if you can't, just say, right, I'm just going to let go of that thought. I'm just going to distract myself and do something else and find something more positive to focus on and i don't mean that to sound simplistic if you're depressed if you've got anxiety issues that is is hard is hard and i know that i feel that i totally get that i've been there done that got the t-shirt worked with loads of other students and clients who also clean in that situation but it is absolutely possible try to find anything that can lift your vibration high. whether it be a positive piece of music get out there and just start walking or running or swimming if you live in a country where you can do that easily Do whatever it is that it takes. Even if you don't feel like doing it, just try. Because we're talking about quantum physics and quantum energy, right? And from that point of view, we need to raise your vibrational state up higher by doing these activities or these things that are going to work for you to give you that emotion back. And then you can connect it to your objective and you will start to see things change in your life. But you've got to be the change you want to see. So if you want to vibrate at a higher level and feel more positive, you have to almost start doing those things before you feel them. This is what we're talking about in the Quantum Coaching program. And I can show you how to do that. And I can share with you, which I do in my downloadable program, other students and how they have made miraculous things change in their life. They have shifted obstacles that they've been trying for years. I had a student the other day, and she's got herself a job in a country where she's been trying for years. We were working very deeply on thinking about the mindset, what she believed she was capable of, the right for her to show up at that interview and actually say, you know what, I deserve this job. I can really help your company. And we got her into an elevated emotional state in order for her to visualize that reality happening. And that's what I can help you do in my programs and my tours when I speak. Okay, and also one to one. But I don't work with lots of people one-to-one these days because I am so busy trying to reach huge amounts of people, okay? But if you really would like my help to one, then do check me out. Go to initial-impact.com, book a free Zoom consultation with me, or feel free to download that free first chapter of my Be Bend Like Bamboo program, okay? And this will really hopefully tap you into perhaps where you are holding yourself back in your life. So I hope you found this of interest. Check out Dr. Joe Dispenza's book. The link is down below. Okay. It's a fantastic read. I believe it will open your mind about everything in your life. And there's loads of other books, um, as I say, in my bookstore there. Check them all out. Have a look at them and just see see what you feel and think and feel free to let me know your comments all right so have a great rest of your day or evening or wherever you are listening in whatever time zone you're all over the world and it is amazing that i can reach you all so thank you for your time may the blessings flow may you have abundance turning up in your life remember send out those thoughts Think about other people, send them the good thoughts, okay? Let's all try and raise each other's vibrations here. That's what the world needs right now. All we have is this moment, so I'm sending you vibrational good energy wherever and whenever you hear this from me. Take care, stay safe, and keep going.